Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Give me your not. Prison prison pick. Okay. Who's your one? Who's your I one? Get, I'm gonna go with the Texans, I guess. They're playing the Chargers. I'll go with the Texans. So you're ta- oh, you're taking the Texans to win. Too you late. Know for what you. I, meant. I got the Chargers. You know what you I lose. Meant. That's it. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, that's how we capped it last week. So did I Chris get intended to pick I'm the okay Chargers? Then. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not dead that's in the, the gutter. One category. <laughs> that's the one category we really don't care about. We just no. do that for fun at the end of every show, the Folsom Prison Blues pick. It's the other categories that are far more impactful, including this year for my purposes, the most important category by far is our performance straight up in all games. <laughs> that's the only one that matters. The others don't matter at all. They matter a little bit because I'm still winning in all of them. But by far, the most impactful each week and every week is straight up. And there I am back with. Now, uh, I, 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 uh, That's uh, wrong. Pete, I think you got the numbers wrong. Straight He's 142. up 142 instead of 149 for me. Right, right. Got to watch Pete you like got a, a hawk. 10 game lead on me straight up. Pete, but Pete wait, is a, an either you know you want to win the other two, too. I know, but you're making those interesting. You cut the four game margin against the spread in half Ooh, last week. Better. Yeah. We're we got two weeks down. left, 32 games. Right. But, but still, still, it's ten, you've conceded. There's no way you're going to catch me. We're not going to disagree on 10 games over the next two weeks. No, you want it. Me. I tell you, you got straight up. I want the other two. I want the other unless, two badly. Unless you want to go crazy and just, like, pick all the underdogs. No, nope. I just want to win versus the spread and best bets, and then I feel like I win for the year because I'm just going to go, well, I won two out of the three categories. So that's no. what I'm going for here. All right, and that's why I can't wait. It's getting close, baby. It's playoff times. You're a falling apart like a hurt of cousins in a clutch of moment. Or, oh, no. Or, 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 or like the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> or quite frankly. Too. Or them, too. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. First right. week without a Thursday night game all year long, so we go straight to Sunday. No Saturday games either because that's January 1, and that's you know the bowl game day. So at 1 o'clock Eastern, a cluster of games, nine of them in all. On Sunday, starting at the same time, the Rams are three and a half point favorites at Baltimore. Lamar Jackson did not look very good yesterday at practice on that sawdust field. And it's amazing how the Ravens fans get triggered. I joke that it looked like they're practicing on sawdust. And they actually thought that I believed they were practicing on sawdust. That's Bermuda grass, you idiot. Well, I don't care what it is. Obviously, it's not sawdust. It's a joke. Because it looked like sawdust. Anyway, it's no joke that Lamar Jackson is clearly limping. It's, I guess, going to be Tyler Huntley, uh, which continues to be a drop 
from Lamar to Tyler, but still Huntley did well when yep. we saw him play in that loss to who did they lose to? And he the played Packers. really well. The Packers. Was it the Packers? It was the Packers. It was, and he played yeah. extremely well. Yeah. Two touchdown passes, two rushing touchdowns, first time in franchise history. So the Rams coming off of a, a seven point win over the Vikings, even though Matthew Stafford threw three interceptions, they're three and a half point favorites, over under 46 and a half. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Rams here. I am. I, you know, again, I was actually a little surprised to see the Rams only three and a half point favorites. I understand it. Baltimore is a tough place to play. There's no doubt about that. There are some people off the COVID list for the Baltimore defense that will help them out for sure. But, you know, to me, in a lot of ways, Mike, and I know we've had this discussion a little bit before, the Rams are like, this is the worst kind of, if you're the Ravens, it's the worst kind of win for the Rams to have come off of to now come to you. Because they they won the game, but you're going to have a Matt Stafford who's going to be very pissed about his performance and know that he left yards and plays on the field versus the Minnesota Vikings. And he knew got to know he was careless with the football. So I would think you're going to get as good as Matt Stafford effort as you're going to get. You know, as I told you earlier today on PFT, the Rams really got it going as far as run games going. Defense has got to figure it out. Special teams is there. Stafford's the big question. But the Ravens with the quarterback issue, and to me, the Ravens, one of their, their big advantages would be their size and their ability to maybe push around the Rams in the run game. That's why they dominated them a few years ago. They're, they're not a great run team this year. They're not. It's just scrambling quarterback stuff. So from that, I, I'm going to go the Rams and ride that kind of hot hand here and say they win the, the game fairly, I don't want to say easy, but convincingly. I'm going to go 30-20 to 20 Rams. I've got 30-21. to 21. I already put the score in the sheet, so I'm not copying off of not. you. I we both it. have the yep. Rams to win and the Rams to cover. And I'm looking at the stats from the game when these two teams played week 12 of the 2019 season on right. Monday night, 45-6. to six, The Ravens beat the Rams in L.A., and the, I think there are just enough players still on the Rams to be pissed about that, even though there have been some major changes. For example, Matthew Stafford is the quarterback and not Jared Goff. But I think that's going to be a huge factor in this. And, yeah, it feels like the Rams lost last week, even though they right, won. A hallmark right. of a great team. Yeah, you, you handed it to the opponent, and they refused to take it from you, and you still got the W. There's a chance that it may rain on Sunday. I'm not worried about any of that. I think the Rams understand where they are. They suffered through their three-game losing streak. They've won four in a row. They're moving in the right direction. I think they get the win 30-21, to 21, and it puts another nail in that coffin for the Ravens, who who quite possibly, if not likely, are going to fail to make the playoffs, which, yeah, it's crazy. which would have been inconceivable a few weeks ago. But too many close losses and too many guys not available, and not even John Harbaugh, with one of the great coaching jobs of his career, right. can hold it together for the finish line. No. No, no doubt about it. And, and I think that's probably the last thing I'd like to bring up, too. Is it, yeah, yeah, I don't care. It's hard right now. You know, Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator, he did everything he could possibly do last week against the Bengals. There's just nothing they could do to match up with the talent of the Bengals. And I could see that being, again, a problem here for the Ravens secondary once again, trying to match up against Cooper Cup, OBJ, and Van Jefferson. That's what's going to be scary. And the Rams, I mean, Stafford. He missed OBJ a few times last week. They they found a great way to really integrate him in the offense. That's you know again just a little more proof that OBJ is pretty good. Some some reason it didn't work out with the Browns. All right, next game the Atlanta Falcons go to Buffalo, where the Bills just simply need to hold serve at home against the Falcons and the Jets 
to win the AFC East. Buffalo favored by 14.5 points. That is a huge spread when you consider the Falcons are 7-8. and eight. But when the Falcons lose, they don't screw around. They lose. They lose big. And uh, will that happen this week as the Bills are fighting their groove? Atlanta outdoors, western New York, early January. Bills, I assume you're going to pick. How many points do they win by? Yeah, this is where I, I, I am. It's just like, do, do they dominate and cover the spread, or do they barely cover the spread? Is there a touchdown victory here? I, I mean, I, I'm going Bills 31-17. Yeah, I'm going to ride that out. I am. You know, obviously, I think the Bills are the better football team. The reason I think at least a Falcons can hang around a little bit is you know, yeah, the pass rush isn't good. Does scare me a little bit against Josh Allen and company. But again, there's not a great run game to worry about. I do feel like Dean Pease and company will have their moments at least of making things look a little ugly for the Bills offense. And then I I guess I'm going to put a little faith into Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, you know, he makes a handful of plays every week where I just go, damn, that's a good play on third down, moving in the pocket, hitting the throw. I think they'll hang around to where they cover the spread, but I think that's as far as it goes. So we're going to have a disagreement here. But, yeah, I'm going to go Bills 31-17 in this one. Hey, you know, the 11th best quarterback in the NFL is good for something. So, he is. So uh, Matt Ryan can <laughs> still funny. can still get it done. I'm going 35-20, though. So here we go. Here's yeah. your chance. Here's your chance. Yep. We'll know. And we, we may have more disagreements on the spread coming up, but I think the Bills will cover the forecast – Calls for some early morning light rain, changing to snow, but done by about 7 a.m. Then it turns cold, about 27 degrees at kickoff in Buffalo on Sunday. I, I just think that given the Falcons' history of yeah. the games where they don't show up, they really don't show up. They don't even leave the locker room. They get beat so badly. And the Bills trying their best to reestablish to themselves and everyone else that they can be a good team in the postseason. And one way to do that is is to not just win by five or seven or ten against a team that you should destroy, is to go out and destroy them. And I think they will destroy the Falcons. All right, let's move on to the next game. We've got the New York Giants heading to Chicago. Six-point favorites are the Bears. The over-under is 37. That's the lowest over-under, not of the week, but of the year, even lower than the 37.5 for Dolphins Saints in Week 16. Chris, do your Giants prevail on the road they look pretty bad last week against the Eagles no yeah they're not going to prevail there's no way not not with that offense and the way it's playing right now absolutely not no chance you know again I, I would expect you know we're going to see Mike Glennon right and I, I still don't understand why they played Jake Fromm last week I really don't but yeah between that a Bears defense that I still think is pretty damn good you know at home in Chicago they've been continued to play hard I do think the Giants' defense will make things a little hard on the Bears' offense for a little while. But I guess what I'm expecting is the Bears to kind of just grind out an ugly football win. And like I, like I said, I think the Giants are they're offensively challenged as far as getting points on the, the scoreboard. I'm going Bears 20-10. to 10. I got 24-14. Same margin. Bears win. And there's an interesting angle to this one. If the Giants lose, obviously, they enhance their own draft position. If they win, they enhance their draft position because they hold Chicago's <laughs> first-round pick I forgot about next that. year. So one way or the other, one they're, of their first-round picks right. is going to come out of this game <laughs> a little bit better, but not both, right. just one. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Chiefs at the Bengals, one of the best games of the day. The Chiefs are five-point favorites in Cincinnati with an over-under of 51. Chiefs have won eight in a row. 
And the Bengals, dating back to week six, are on a win-to-lose-to, win-to-lose-to, win-to pattern. Based on that pattern, they're due to lose. Will they on Sunday? Well, yes. I'm going to pick the I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win the football game. I am, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't. You know, I do think the Bengals pose some issues for the Chiefs. And as much as I think that Chiefs defense is good and we know they are damn good, I mean, again, it's not the 85 Bears, you know, and I think we've seen teams with a quarterback and, and a good system, you know, move the ball. We saw the Chargers move the ball up and down the field on them two Thursdays ago. I think Joe Burrow and them are going to move the ball on this Chiefs defense too. As much as I like them, I do think they're going to move the ball on them. Again, the Chiefs aggressive, people at the line of scrimmage, play a lot of man-to-man coverage. And I think they're going to have a hard time matching up with the three amigos of the Cincinnati Bengals. I really do. You know, that, that Hey, Higgins is, is, is bordering on superstar receiver. Jamar Chase, in my opinion, is already, already there. And then you got Boyd, who, I mean, a lot of teams in football would go, hey, we'll take Boyd as our number two receiver. Sure. And he's their number three. So that's where I think they're going to give some issues. I do worry about their ability to protect Joe, uh, Joe Burrow. That, that still is a concern for me. And then I think the thing that really just sells me and goes why I go Chiefs are going to win the game is the, the Bengals' defense to me is just a little too simple. It's a little too easy to game plan against. I like some of their talent. I wish there was a few other crazy elements they could add to their package. It's a little bit too predictable in the way they line up. They don't disguise all that well. Uh, and because of that, that's where I just, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win, which I think is going to be a crazy environment there in Cincinnati. I'm going to go 27 24. I'm going to have the Bengals covering the spread. Oh, boy. Oh, oh we oh. got another one then. I got oh, the Chiefs 31 24. All right. Good. Good. Because I feel good about the Chiefs winning this game and covering the spread just because of the Bengals' patterns. I mean, they, they do have this tendency when everything is going well to fall flat on their faces. And maybe they're aware of it now and they're going to try to break that trend. But the Chiefs are playing too well right now on both sides of the ball. They found their groove offensively. They have Travis Kelsey back. Defensively, they've been improved. Chris Jones has been back for a week or two now after his COVID thing. And, you know, the problem with doing this on a Thursday, just like last week. Yeah. We may have to run back upstairs after we're done and retape a segment because a starting quarterback ends up on COVID reserve. But based on what we know now, I like what the Chiefs can do. Unscripted and unplanned trivia question. You mentioned the three amigos of the Cincinnati Bengals. Can you name the original three amigos? Like the movie? Not from the movie. Oh. No. From the Broncos. So, yeah, I definitely. Hold on. Um, um. Uh, hold on a second here. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, holy cow. Okay. Jackson, um, 82. Vi- uh, oh, my gosh. Vance, ja- jo- Vance Johnson. Okay. Ding. Vance Johnson. Oh, man. I'm choking here. Gosh. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. Damn, that's the one I couldn't get. I was getting J- Johnson and Jackson mixed up. Jackson played with my dad. I couldn't freaking figure it out. And 83 was who? Ricky Nateel. Ricky Nateel. 84. He was 84. Damn it. I really yep. should know that. 84, I'm, I'm, I'm 82, and 80. Yeah. All right. I'm embarrassed. Uh, I remembered Vance Johnson right away, and I remembered there was Jackson. Same as you. Vance Johnson, Jackson, and I couldn't have, I never would have remembered well, Ricky Nateel. You know what Sorry, confuses Ricky. me a little, too, is there was the three. The, the, didn't they call the Washington football team back with, like, Doug Williams? Did they have a nickname for Clark? The Smurfs. No, the, the Smurfs. Smurfs. That's what I was getting yeah. confused with a little bit. That's where I couldn't figure it out. Okay. All right, cool.
All right, the Las Vegas Raiders go to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. We don't know whether or not Carson Wentz will be able to play. He landed on COVID reserve on Tuesday. The new rules adopted by the NFL and the NFLPA in theory allow Wentz a chance to return by Sunday. Colts are six and a half point favorites over under a 44 and a half. Chris, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I, I like the Colts, of course. I do. I mean, the Colts are one of the hottest teams in football. Uh, you know, the Raiders... I guess the first thing we start out with their defensive side of the ball. I have a hard time thinking they're going to be able to stop the balanced attack of the, the, the Houston, I mean, the Indianapolis Colts. I know it airs more on running the football, but again, we saw last week that the Colts are still capable of throwing the ball and moving the ball that way. You know, I, I don't know if Carson Wentz is maybe not getting quite the respect he should, but I do think that the fact that they could overpower the Raiders up front is really going to put the Raiders in some tough spots on the defensive side of the ball. You know, conversely, on the other side, Raiders offense got it going a little bit. You know, again, these are two similar defensive schemes where both offenses should know some of the tricks of the trade as far as how to expose it a little bit. But Colts at home, the way they're playing, that crowd, and a Raiders offense that is good and can pick you apart, but still not making a lot of big plays. And that, you know, I don't care really. I don't care if it's Wentz or Ellinger. I think the Colts are going to win the football game. But I'm going Wentz 24-20 right now. So you have the Raiders covering, as I do, 20-16. to 16. I already put my score in. I didn't want any dispute or discrepancy that I'm tracking you. No, as long as you do that, so I'll close keep it honest. I like spread. how you're doing that because you're about halfway through. I'm doing my explanations for all the listeners out there. Florio is putting his score in the computer as I'm talking before I've said anything. So... You're right. Um, don't worry. I'll keep you. I'll keep on tr- keep track of that. You're 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 very ethical. I'd like to think. I'd like to think you would trust me. I already have all of my scores for all of the games ready to go. And if I change one of them, I will let you know. I have not changed any of them yet. I think that the John Madden passing gives the Raiders a little something, but it's been so long since he was the coach of the team that I really don't. It's not like there's a connection to him that is clear and obvious that is going to to result in some sort of a win-one for the Gipper type of a moment for the Raiders. But I do think they'll keep it close, especially because of the uncertainty as it relates to Carson Wentz. But I like the Colts to win, Raiders to cover. That spreads a little bit too big for my liking. Jacksonville and New England, speaking of large spreads, 15 and a half points. The Patriots are the favorites in this one. Biggest spread of the week. The Patriots need it badly after losing two in a row. They haven't won since the Monday night in Buffalo because they had a bye week, then they lost to the Colts, and they lost to the Bills. I think we agree they're going to beat the Jaguars. The question is, do they beat the spread? What do you got? I I, I think so. I do. I'm going to say, yeah, I mean, again, I just think this will be a slow and steady beatdown. You know, my first concern is the Jaguars' offense. I can't see them having a whole lot of success against this Patriots defense during uh, throughout this game. You know, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he's going to make some throws here and there. He's also prone, you know, prone to doing some dumb things as well. Uh, no James Robinson at running back. Uh, I, I just I, I don't see how they can move the ball and get points consistently through the day. And I, I get a little respect for the Jaguars' defense, but. You know, this is a game where there's just too much balance on the Patriots offense for me to sit here and think that they're going to be able to contain that attack there. So I'm going to go 27-10. Like you said, big game for the Patriots at home, cold. The Jags just want the season to be over. Like, it just none of it makes sense for them. So, yeah, I'm going with them to cover it up. Well, and we didn't see the 
the interim coach bump that we often no. see, kind of the artificial, let's get our act together because there's going to be a new coach next year who may not want us around. And we've seen that from time to time where the interim guy wins just enough games late in the year to become the head coach the next year, and then they go back to stinking again. That didn't happen against the Texans. It didn't happen last week. It's not going to happen this week. I got 30-13. to 13. The Patriots win this one. They take care of business. They check the box, and they move on. And we move on. Here's another double-digit spread. The Buccaneers, without Bruce Arians, but one of the only contenders that really doesn't need their head coach. When you've got Byron Leftwich running the offense, and Bruce Aarons has made it clear that Leftwich runs the offense. Todd Bowles clearly runs the defense. Tom Brady runs everything. Arians won't be available most likely due to COVID. Harold Godwin, the head coach on Sunday at the New York Jets, 13 points over under a 45. Do the Buccaneers cover against the Jets, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm taking them to cover. I am. And the Bucks just got too much for the Jets to, to handle. You know, first off, the Jets defense. Yeah, they're going to put some people. What did I say? What? I said Harold Goodwin is the coach. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Pete corrected me. All right. Ten I, seconds after I said it. I thought that's Sorry. what you said. Um, but the the um, the Bucks. you know, their offense versus that Jets defense. The Jets like to – you know, play that cover three scheme. They leave their gut corners on the outside a little bit in some man-to-man situations. Well, they're playing the team and the quarterback that will just throw it out there and go, fine, we'll beat, we'll beat you. Our guy will beat your guy, and Brady will throw a strike, and we'll just keep moving the ball that way. Plus, you know, again, I just think the Bucks, their attack of running the football, which we saw last week, the play-action pass back again, that's just going to be too much for the Jets' defense to handle. And really, the Jets want to run the football and ask Zach Wilson to make a you know a smattering of play, pass or uh, plays in the pass game. You know, he might make a few plays in the pass game, but I think it'll be few and far between. And I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball at all against the Bucks. And that's where I'm going to go: Bucks 38-17. I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this one, and I gotta, I gotta make sure I find it here. Want to get the right score? Got to get the scroll. Got all these games. Walking the mile. Walking the mile. Where the hell is it? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know I picked this game somewhere, and I know I picked the Buccaneers to win, and I picked the Buccaneers to cover. And for some reason, I am having here. It is thirty-one thirteen. Buccaneers over the Jets. Sorry, I usually have them queued up. 31-13, Bucks win. Bucks move closer to maybe having a shot at the one seed, which we know would be very important for them, even though they won in Green Bay last year. Don't want to have to go back there this year. The Dolphins going to Tennessee. Toughest game they've faced in a long time. They've won seven in a row. It has not been murderer's row. This is a real test for that Dolphins offense and defense. Three-and-a-half-point favorites are the Titans. The over-under is 40 Chris, one of the closest games of the day. Who do you like? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch this game. I mean, it's going to be, you know, tough, physical, defensive, hard-hitting football game. You know, two coaches who pride themselves on being the tough guy, that's for sure. You know, I, I look at the Titans and their offense and just go, the first thing is, you know, thank God they got uh, A.J. Brown back. That, that would be the first thing that jumps out to me. Because, again, you know, having to deal with this – this Dolphins defense, as you talked about earlier today, it's real. Not only the scheme is it tough to deal with, but they got talent. I mean, they got big people. They got awesome linebackers. Their secondary is really great. And, you know, but the thing I think I come back to is the Titans will have a, get a plan to, you know, uh, at least make sense to pick up those blitzes or when they all drop out. And then the other side of the ball, I mean, this is – you know, again, where I look at it and just go with the Dolphins' offense, this is a real test. The Dolphins' offense not great, but it's good. 
They've, they've formulated the right formula around Tua and their skill set on the offensive side of the ball. But I still think the Titans, with how big they are up front, will be able to just stop the run game with their front four. And then Vrabel and company will come up with ways to stop the RPOs and all the short passes and boots from the Dolphins. And that's where I'm going to go Titans 23-13. to all right, I've got Titans 24-20. I meant to type it in. I've got we both got the Titans covering. I don't know. That was a little late, defense. everybody out there. Um, that was kind I, of late. I, I'll, I'll take the screenshot and then I'll pick I'll take mine. the screenshot and send it to you. Yeah. I've got Titans 24-20 in the document you better that get will it become in. the That's official picks in a row. You've waited a I'm little telling you. long. I'm telling you. Little long. Well, why don't I go first the rest of the way then? Now I got no way to confirm whether or not you're changing yours based upon mine. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you can't trust me at this point, then that's a you problem not a me problem <laughs> no friend. i don't trust you you take this personal you're gonna be texting sunday about i, d- I don't what what I you say on twitter up. you know i i get a, i'm doing up. good on my picks oh i like the games where i'm up by 10 yeah you're i'm coming for your ass and you don't like it here we go <laughs> straight up <laughs> i'll tell you what you bend over and, uh, <laughs> uh, Philadelphia, Washington to wrap the one o'clock games. The Eagles, three and a half point favorites. Washington has lost three in a row after winning four in a row after losing four in a row. Can they get it together after that ugliness we saw on the sidelines between Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne? 45 is the over under. They're at FedEx Field for the. Uh, I presume the home finale uh, the next week. I'm just assuming that they're going to go on the road to face the Giants. Regardless, do the Eagles do what they need to do to stay alive in what would be a very unexpected playoff berth for them? I, I do think they'll, they'll win to stay alive, yes. I, I mean, it's hard to get a gauge on Washington right now. You know, th- that was some real crap. They can downplay it all they want. You know, that was that was dysfunctional looking last weekend. Now, I, and then listen, they got I know they had their COVID issues and had to deal with a lot. The one way I'll say that I give them a little bit of a fighting chance is again, I I don't look well, I I guess I still question how good the Eagles defense is. It's been better as of late. There's no question about that. You know, but I I'm not like sold that oh, it's just dominant and again, the Washington offense not special, but you know, when when they got their guys up front to play, and I think Scherf is going to be back, they, you do have to worry about their run game. You know, I don't know where Curtis Samuel is in this matchup, if he's going to be able to play. You know, that I guess that, that I could see them moving the ball. But either way, I don't have any faith in their defense to stop the Eagles in the run game. That's what I'm getting to. And I think that, coupled with the fact of Washington in this weird week and everything they've had to deal with, I'm going Eagles 27-17. All right. Now, now here's here's the 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 te- and you're not going to believe me this time because I didn't find the score cuz I was multitasking while you were giving your take and now I here, I got 24-20 Eagles. So, uh do we both have them covered? Yes, we do. Oh, okay. Right. All right. Well, you you're going to think I was you're, you're going to think yeah. that I was uh Very questionable. pulling some shenanigans again. Here. Three straight games. <laughs> Three straight games of shenanigans by me. That's all right. We're either both right or we're both wrong on that one. But I think the Eagles even though even though they're the better team, it's not so much better. They're yeah. just going to show up and blow Washington off the field, and you're going to muster some motivation if you're Washington. Just try to get it right, finish the year on a positive note, establish something as they try to move into 2022 yeah. and get a better outcome than yeah. they had this I, season. Let's take a oh, break. Okay, yep. Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, you're right, though. You're right. There, that could be definitely an aspect of this football game, no doubt about that. I, I think we, we do have to hit on that. And, hey, again – 
you know, well, I guess the thing I worry about with the Eagles is they haven't had to play a really good offense, you know, since they've turned things around. They've been very fortunate to play really some of the worst offenses in football and, really, and got Washington when they were less than a few weeks ago. So I guess that's where I question it, and I think that's maybe where you could be a little bit more right and the game could be a little closer than maybe my score. Wasn't it 27-17 when they played a, a couple it, of Tuesdays it, ago? I it, think it was. It was. It was 27-17. Yeah. It was, yeah. I know. Yeah. I didn't intend to do that. All right. We'll take a break. The 4 o'clock games, there are plenty of them this week. Again, no Thursday game, no Saturday game, so a lot of games on Sunday. We'll get you through the rest of the afternoon games when this joint edition of PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned continues right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, the Joint Megapix podcast. Five games in the late afternoon window, which is always fun for us as we're getting ready for football night in America to try to watch five games and understand exactly what's happening. First world problems of the highest magnitude. Denver at the Chargers. This is a 405 game, I believe. The Chargers are six and a half point favorites. I don't know why the spread is that big. The Broncos are seven and eight. The Chargers cannot be trusted. Do you trust the Chargers giving six and a half with an over under of 46, Chris? Uh, I mean, it's a little high. I do agree with that. You know, I, I I think I've told you this before. So, you know, some real gamblers that I've heard of always told me like six and a half is Vegas's way of going. We're not sure exactly where this game's going to go. Like that's the number they pick for that one. Uh, and, and I can understand that for this one. I can. You know, my issue, hey, there's no Teddy Bridgewater. The Broncos offense. I, I mean, they've really been faltering, doing nothing as of late. Absolutely nothing. So, I just, again, I don't think a lot of the Chargers defense, but going to be desperate, going to be pissed off after Davis Mills and company tore them up last week. And, you know, of course, still in this playoff conversation, um, I just look, I, okay, I think the Chargers defense is, is, is not good as I think it is. They'll be good enough to stop Drew Locke and company or at least slow them down. And then, hey, the Broncos passed events and Fangio, they gave a lot of issues to Herbert the first time around. They did. 
But I guess so just them at home, and I just, I don't know, a little bit of gut feel of just I don't trust the Broncos right now. I don't. I'm just going to go with the team that's home and that has the better quarterback here. And the one I can trust that way, of course, is Justin Herbert and company. So I have a similar score to you. I'm going 23-20 uh, Chargers in this one. Yeah, I've got 24-20 Chargers, so we both like the Broncos to cover the Chargers to win. And as you were sharing your misgivings about the Denver offense, I have a vague recollection of sitting in this spot a week ago and having someone who looks a lot like you and sounds a lot like you pick the Denver Broncos to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Am I I misremembering that? No, you're not. I I thought they were going to win like an ugly football game. You know, but it was just uglier than I even thought it was going to be. That that's where I guess was I, I thought, you know, their offense would be able to move the ball and the Raiders a little bit. They were the Raiders messed up the game and made some turnovers to let the Broncos even in the football game. And that's where I just didn't like the look of it. The Ra- the Raiders dominated that last game more than the score showed at seventeen to thirteen. So I've reevaluated my stance on the Broncos there for sure. And they, they scared the hell out of me. Uh, one of the reasons I picked the Broncos to cover, beyond the fact that the Chargers just cannot be trusted after what happened That's to them right. against the Texans in a game that they needed to win to try to punch a playoff ticket, I could see the Broncos rallying a bit for Vic Fangio. There's an opening for him to keep that job. You know there's some steam out there that maybe they're going to target Dan Quinn, uh, which I, I don't really – it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. I, Vic Fangio, because of the ownership situation, I could see him staying for another year and maybe a win or two down the stretch. Finish at 500, above 500, because with 17 games, you can be 9-8. and eight. Uh, that, That's that's something for the Broncos to strive for, even if their path to the playoffs is very, very narrow at this point. Finishing with a couple of wins may be the best thing they can do, and I think they're going to play hard for him, although I do think they will lose. The Texans at the 49ers. The Texans have been a late-season surprise most recently for the Chargers. Will they surprise the 49ers, who are 12.5-point favorites at home with a 44-point over-under? We don't know who the quarterback is going to be for the 49ers. They're leading us to believe it'll be Jimmy Garoppolo with the injured thumb, but he didn't practice on Wednesday. If it's not him, it's going to be Trey Lance. Does it matter either way for the Texans? Has the bubble burst for them, and can the 49ers make a strong statement as they try to get to the postseason. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the psychological element of the football game, which is real, and you're always good at bringing this up, is is a real thing here with this. Yeah, you're going to have a 49ers team on a long week that's going to go, man, we just blew a game in Tennessee where we absolutely kicked the fucking shit out of them for the first half of the football game, and it was 10 to nothing. And that's that, to me, is where you're going to get their best shot now you're going to get the Houston Texans who are going to, yeah, like you just talked about, hey, feel good. We just beat the Chargers, and hey, yeah, this is awesome. I just think they're going to run into a buzzsaw here. Uh, I- I'm picking the game as if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter. They're going to, the 49ers will win if Trey Lance plays too. Um, I'm going to pick it as Garoppolo starting. I guess what I'm saying is I don't know if they'll cover necessarily if Trey Lance starts. But I'm picking it. Nonetheless, no excuses. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start. And, yeah, I just look at the Texans. Hey, they're, you know, tough, have a decent game plan on a week-to-week basis. But this is a week where I just go, man, I think their offense is going to be overwhelmed by a a 49ers defense that's going to be mad and dominant and has a good defensive line. And offensively, you know, I just – the Texans – the cover two scheme and all that, that's good against the Chargers when you know they're not a good running football team. It ain't good against this team. 
who we know can run the football, should be able to run this football on this Texans front, and now it's going to make them uncomfortable with what they like to do in pass defense. And that's where I go 31-14, 49ers. I got 31-17, 49ers. Same ideas across the board. It doesn't matter to me whether it's Garoppolo or Lance. I think the 49ers, after having the Titans down 10-0, Blowing that opportunity on Thursday night, you give them an, uh, an extra day or two to get ready. Uh, Shanahan is going to want to rectify what happened on national television, and he's going to want to kick the crap out of the Texans. One of his various former employers, he was That's the offensive right. coordinator there at one point before he made the jump to Washington to coach with his dad. So 31-17 is the score for that one. 49ers get closer to the playoffs to the chagrin of the contenders in the NFC who do not I believe, want to face the 49ers in the single elimination round. Arizona Cardinals at the Dallas Cowboys. A huge game for both teams. Cowboys, five-point favorites, over under 51.5. That's the highest of the week, as always our odds come from our friends at Points Bet. Who do you like in this one, Chris? Yeah, well, the, the Cowboys, you know, the thing we got to remember, we know they're going to win the East and got to have a home playoff game. But, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I think they have the tiebreaker against the Green Bay Packers, I believe. And I think they have the tiebreaker against, like, everybody, really, if they finish with similar records. And, you know, other than just straight up against Tampa, who beat them head-to-head, I think if it comes down to a tie, I think Dallas gets the number one seed. So they still got that to play. And they're as hot as anybody in football on the defensive side of the ball. And I think they got their mojo, and Dak Prescott looked as good as he's looked all, you know, all year last week, again, throwing the football. So between all of that, you know, I, I think it's going to be tough sledding for the Cardinals. Now, I do think you're going to get a Cardinals team that's going to be their best shot, desperation, like backs against the wall, definitely. And I guess where I get a little scared for the Cowboys is, you know, the Cowboys will play a lot of man-to-man. Trevon Diggs. It's going to be an interception, and he's going to get burned for 40 yards. I mean, that's really what he is. Nobody gets burned more than Trevon Diggs. Nobody gets more interceptions than Trevon Diggs. It's actually an unbelievable combination there, and I do worry about that aspect of them matching up against the Cardinals' weaponry, but you've heard me say, too, the Cardinals are a little too predictable on the offensive side of the ball, and teams have figured out how to kind of stop the run and some of their other tricks as far as their screens and stuff to now where it's gone, the limelight's gone back on to, wait, what about your pass game? Can you do it? And we've seen them struggle. And Murray been off a little bit. I'm going Cowboys 28-24. I'm going to have the Cardinals covering the spread, but I'm going Cowboys. All right, we disagree on that one. I got the Cowboys 31-23. I just don't have any faith in the Cardinals right now. They yeah. have lost three in a row. They are, they, they are a different team without DeAndre Hopkins. And... I, I now 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 look every once in a, you know you bring Kyler Murray back to Texas you get a little uh, something that's scary extra too I know, I know. You get, you, we we saw it last year it's yeah. just a little something but the Cowboys right now have that number one seed potentially in hand and when they play they won't know whether or not the Packers have won or lost to the Minnesota Vikings that's the night game so as far as the Cowboys are concerned they win the next two weeks. Hope the Packers lose one. They become the one seed if they can pull that off. So they have every motivation, every incentive. And this is one of those games where there's going to be 25, 28, 29, 30 million people watching this. This is a big game. Holiday weekend, Cowboys home game. They got destroyed by the Cardinals on a Monday night last year. They remember all of that. This is kind of a weird rivalry. It's almost like the old West Virginia-Penn State rivalry where one team views it as a rivalry and the other team's like, who the hell are you? The Cowboys have been the who the hell are you team looking down their noses at the Cardinals. And uh, I I think that, that they wake up for this one and they get it done. 
they know that they need to find the gas pedal as they get closer to the postseason. So I think the Cowboys still find a way to cover. Carolina at New Orleans. The Saints, after having 22 players on the COVID reserve list, hope to have most of their key players back. They are seven-point favorites against a Panthers team that is falling apart. Sam Darnold gets the start this week. Over under 38. Chris, who do you like? Yeah, it's going to be a tough defensive football game. I, I think the Panthers match up with the, the, the Saints in ways to where at least they can keep the game somewhat close. You know, I don't know if that's necessarily going to mean to them covering the spread, but I would be shocked. I, I'm not going to lie. If we just we're sitting there Sunday afternoon and I'm like, whoa, the Saints are up 28 to seven and really dominating the football game. I would be. You know, again, I don't know. Um, hey, all the people off the COVID list, like you talked about, there's still some injuries on that offensive line with New Orleans. You know, Taysom Hill's still going to have the finger issue. You know, so all of that, the Panthers who wear like the shit has hit the fan. And there's got to be, you know, a hot poker on Matt Rule's ass and everybody there right now. I do think Sam Darnold's the better play right now than Cam Newton. I definitely do. That's the right move. I'm going to play the Panthers kind of keep it close. And I'm going to have them cover the spread. I'm going 20-17 to 17 Saints. I got 27-17. Panthers don't cover the spread. And what a mess it's been in Carolina. Mm. You throw Joe Brady overboard, possibly to placate Cam Newton. Cam Newton's got no gas left in the tank. That was a mistake. It's, it's it was about fun over. at first. It sold, it sold some tickets and it made some money. But it feels like it's about over. And unless yeah. he's willing to humble himself to be a backup, and I don't think he is, it may be done for him. You know, he got his chance as a late season starter in Carolina this year because of circumstance. I think next year, if the circumstance presents itself, he's not getting the phone call. And and I just don't I don't envision a team that's gonna say, Hey Cam, you're our starter. And unless that happens, there isn't going to be a team that wants Cam Newton. So I think it's done. I think it may be done for Matt Rule. I kind of think David Tepper, the owner of the team, didn't feel compelled to fire Matt Rule and take advantage of the two-week window to interview assistants because Tepper's already got a plan for what he's going to do. He's probably already got a plan for who he's going to pursue if he moves on from Rule. And why not give Matt Rule two more chances to either confirm what you're already planning to do or change your mind? Right, You got two data points, two more games. What does the team do when Matt Rule knows his butt's on the hot seat? Does the team win? Does the team lose? If the team loses, hey, I feel better about making a change. If the team wins, well, maybe I'll think twice about this. So he has an opportunity. I just don't think it's going to work. I think the Saints, with very slim playoff hopes, pissed off about what happened on Monday night, want to get that bad taste out of their mouths after the debacle with the, all the guys who weren't available. I think the Saints win. I think the Saints cover we've got one more late afternoon game meaningless to both teams the Lions at the Seahawks Seahawks blew a game that they had won over the Bears they're seven point favorites against the Lions 42 and a half over under I don't know that we need 42 and a half seconds to talk about this one who do you like no I mean yeah I'm gonna go with the Seahawks and Russell Wilson at home but I don't I don't think it's gonna be easy I mean the Seahawks don't make anything easy I mean seven points I mean again that's where I sometimes just go I don't. That's a lot of points. I, I mean, the Seahawks are the kind of team you could take the defense off the field, and they're going to be like, "We're playing for the last score of the game. We're going to we're going to play that way." And you know, it's just it's it's annoying. I think the Lions got a little bit mo a little mojo going right now. Like I think they're going to hang around and be annoying. I do. I, I expect them to be able to run the ball a little bit. Tim Boyle did a good job last week. It's it wasn't that big of a downgrade from Jared Goff. Everybody out there, it, it, it was that, there's no difference. It's 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 like basically the same guy. It's just one guy hasn't played as much as the other. 
So, you know, I'm not going to look at that as a big, like, thing if Goff can't play either, which I think he is going to play, but I know he's still dealing with a little bit of a knee issue. I'm going Seahawks 23-20. I've got the Seahawks covering this one for Good. a very important reason. I've got 30-17. to 17. Look, yeah. here, here, here's why. Yeah. This very well may be Russell Wilson's final game ever in Seattle. I hear you. It very well may be Pete Carroll's final game ever in Seattle. I mean, unless and until one of these guys comes back as coach or quarterback of a road team, this is it for them. They don't finish at home. They finish at Arizona. I I, I think that that, for me, overcomes Mm. that vibe that the Lions have put together where – you know, they're they're evaluating who's really going to be part of the team next year, who are the guys that, that reflect the image of Dan Campbell and also Chris Spielman, because I think Spielman is the one who's driving this kneecap-biting attitude that the Lions now have. They want to see who the rough-and-tumble guys are. They want to see who's going to quit or who's going to bring it when they're not really playing for anything other than pride. But I think the Seahawks, that possibility, very real possibility, that's it for Russell, that's it for Pete Carroll. That may be enough to make the difference for Seattle. Let's take a break. When we return, the primetime games, including a rematch of a playoff game from last year, which quite possibly is going to be Ben Roethlisberger's final game in Pittsburgh. We'll do that next here on PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. It's the Joint Megapix podcast episode of PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Under Armour, and here's where we do the primetime games. And before we do that, Chris has a special holiday message for you from our friends at Under Armour. Yep, and you know, Mike, as always, we are supported by Under Armour, and just like us, Under Armour wants to give you an edge. They are focused on performing better and taking their game to the next level. Everything from running shoes that propel you forward to hoop shoes that give you insane grip. And damn, let me just tell you, the hoop shoes are insanely comfortable, too. I'll say that as well. They even make hoodies that reflect energy. The, not enough energy that reflects like a guy like Florio, but other energies that really are useful in your life. We're not just about the end result, winning or glory. Under Armour is about the hard work, the dedication, the cycle of training, competing, and recovering. We give you advantages, but not shortcuts. The only way is through. 
Well done. And the only way for the Vikings is through Green Bay and Lambeau Field on Sunday night. They're going to need some help. But first, they have to help themselves. they got to beat the Packers, which isn't going to be easy. It's potentially going to be one of the coldest nights ever for a regular season game at Lambeau Field. Temperatures in the low single digits. Packers are six and a half point favorites with an over-under of 47.5. Do the Vikings have any chance whatsoever in your mind, Chris? Well, yeah, they do. Of course they do. I mean, again, it was just, you know, what was that, four or five weeks ago when they beat they beat the Packers? I understand that was home in Minnesota, but there's a reason, and correct me if I'm wrong, they split the season series last year, right? I know, or am I thinking, they won in Green Bay last year. That's right. Okay, I just I was getting scared there. And then the year before that, I think it was a tie ball game in Green Bay. Like, th- this is one of those games where, yeah, the Packers are better, but the Vikings pose some interesting matchup problems for the Packers. And again, where you hear me say a lot is like, hey, Packers, defense, you know, I like the way they're coached. I like the system. Again, I don't think there's a lot of difference makers in the front seven at all, really. There's just not. Rashawn Gary is the difference maker there. You know, so I worry about them stopping the run. I mean, we saw Cleveland last week just run the ball and will. I mean, what, Pete, what were the stats? What did Cleveland, they ran the ball for like, what was it, six and a half, eight and a half yards a carry? 8.8 yards per carry. I mean, Minnesota's going to be able to run the ball on them. And then, of course, we know that happens to, you know, to your guy, Kirk Cousins. He starts tearing you up with play-action pass. Now, it does think there's no Thielen, so Green Bay will be able to take extra attention to Justin Jefferson, but they do a good job of getting Jefferson the ball regardless. I, I, I expect Rodgers to move the ball and do all that. I'm going to pick them to win the game, of course, but I'm not going to pick them to cover. I'm not. Six and a half is too much for me. I'm going to go 24-21 Packers. And that's odd to the extent that the six and a half point spread is the Vegas indication of they don't know what's going to happen. How do you not know what's going to happen? I think the Packers win this game and I think they do cover. I'm going 30 to 17 again. I like that score this week. I think the Packers who have that number one seed right there. It's right there, an unlikely number one seed. And we know how important it is to make the road to the Super Bowl go through Lambeau Field. Even though they blew it last year, I don't think they'll blow it again if they get it this year. And they're too close to their opportunity to blow it this time. The fact that the Vikings beat them last time around will stick in their craw. I like the Packers to win this one convincingly. I think the Vikings are in the process of falling apart. The stuff last week with Justin Jefferson calling out the team for not having energy in the first half, for for the play calling when they get to the red zone. Mike Zimmer tried to downplay it because, frankly, it may only be Mike Zimmer's problem for another 10 days anyway if he gets fired after Week 18. But they've got issues there, and they, they have percolated all year long. Lapses, lack of focus, whatever the case may be. Maybe it'll be interesting for a while, but I think the Packers end up winning the game easily. All right, Monday Night Football, scene of the crime last year from the wild card game where the Packers, or the Packers, the Browns splattered the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger said earlier on Thursday that this likely will be his last game at Heinz Field. So there's that extra kick. There's that extra bump program win potential for the Pittsburgh Steelers against a better team. We've seen them beat a better team at home several times this year. Do they do it to the Browns, who are three-and-a-half-point favorites with an over-under of 41? Chris? Well, go ahead. Let me hear your breakdown, because it sounds like you're going to go pasta and meatballs, you know, black and yellow, black and yellow, terrible towel over there. That's what it sounds like. This is, this is, this is straight classic pasta and meatballs. How can I abandon it now? I, I picked them to cover, but not beat the Ravens when I knew in my heart they were going to beat the Ravens. Yeah, you said I it. I picked them to cover, 
and beat the Titans when I knew in my heart they were going to beat the Titans. Now, the last game at Heinz Field after a career that goes back to 2004 when he was thrust into action after Tommy Maddox, he had injured, and Alan Fanick of the Hall of Famer said, I really don't want to line up with a rookie, and they went 15-1 and that year. Everything he's been through, all the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs, it comes down to one last game at Heinz Field. This is the Folsom Prison Blues game for him. This is the game where he's lying, literally his career dying in a gutter. This is the game where he finds a way to bring it. He throws caution to the wind. He plays within his physical limitations, doesn't do too much, does just enough. The rest of the team compliments him. They're waving the towels. They're playing renegade. It's going crazy. The Browns is the Browns. The Steelers win the game, <laughs> twenty-one to seventeen. Woo, Boom, baby. Boom. Hey, that that's a great story. That really is. I mean, I like it. That's a good Hollywood ending there. Only fucking problem is it's Pittsburgh. It ain't Hollywood, all right? <laughs> uh, so I can't do it. I can't. You know, I I. Uh, I thought about all the things you said, and I was like, oh, yeah. but I just, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't trust Pittsburgh's defense still. I don't, and I understand it's not the greatest passing offense from the Cleveland Browns, but I, the problem is here is I just think Cleveland's going to really pose issues for Pittsburgh to stop the run game, and it's going to make the Browns' passing game, you know, look like it's better than it, what it really is, and I just have no faith in, in the Steelers' offense. I'm sorry. I love Big Ben. You know that. I think he's borderline one of the 10 greatest quarterbacks of all time. I was sitting there last night because it was John Madden's last game watching Super Bowl. What was that, 43, uh, right? Cardinals yes. or Steelers. I mean, some of the plays and throws Big Ben makes in that game are insane. The fact that he didn't win MVP and other quarterbacks with way lesser Super Bowl performances, I mean, it was a personal thing with the voters because, you know, a lot of people thought he was a jerk at the time. I'm going to go Browns 24-17. Sorry, sorry, Hollywood, Pittsburgh, but you're not going to pull this one off. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that, that it was a bias against him. I really don't think the voters act that way. It was just an, a spectacular catch by Santonio Holmes at the back of the end zone. That's what won him the MVP of that game. I, I and guess in so. Super Bowl I, 40, I, he really didn't. In Super Bowl 40, he wasn't very good. That I understand. I do yeah. understand that. The, the, the other one, I mean, we've seen, you know, again, I'm going to go back real quick, so just hang in here with me. I just want to look at the stats of the game. That's the only thing I want to look at just to go in. Because to me, it's annoying in the fact that, you know, again, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks here play some games or Super Bowls where I go, what the hell? They won the MVP, whether that's Eli Manning in Super Bowl, you know, what was that, 42 the year before? I mean, that was insane. All right. Uh, you know, we've seen Brady win a few. I'm trying to pull up the day. Of course, my hey, 21 for 30, 256 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And what were San Antonio Holmes, uh, San Antonio Holmes stats? It, it doesn't matter. He caught the game-winning touchdown pass. All right, That's but why the, he won also the, MVP. the game-winning touchdown pass was an tap. unbelievable throw. I know. Okay. All right. I mean, that's not the worst. I can I can get behind that. That's not the worst. I can get behind that. I, I I will say this, and then we have to take a break. The Super Bowl two years later against the Packers, there was a little bit of an excess effort by Bruce Arians and Ben Roethlisberger to set Ben up to be the MVP, yeah. and it didn't work, and right. that contributed, I believe, to the retirement of Arians. One year later, let's take a break. I think Best right. bets in Folsom Prison Blues when PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbutton continues right after this.
PFTPM, Chris Sims unbuttoned our little excursion down the Super Bowl rabbit hole with the Steelers has left us with very little time to do our best bets in our Folsom Prison Blues pick. So, Chris, you're up first. Best bet number one, go. Well, I'm going to take the Patriots. I am. I mean, I just think that's going to be a slow beatdown. You know, they're going to be a pissed off football team. You know, haven't played their best the last two weeks. Jaguars, it's over. Going up to New England. I'm taking the Patriots 27 to 10. I think they'll cover. I'm tempted to copy you there, but I'm not going to. Rams minus three and a half at the Ravens. I think the Rams are going to be salty. The Ravens are overmatched. The Rams, they they came through for me last week. I'm going to ride them again. I, I listen. That was the other game too. I was scared to scared to pick it. I was. I I I, I feel you in a lot of ways there. I don't know what it is, but I'm scared of it. The next, I'm going to go to the Bucks. You know, yeah. I just the, the Bucks. Hey, the Jets want to run the football and ask Wilson to make a few throws. I just don't think that's the right formula against this team, and I just don't see how the Jets' defense stops the Bucks' offense. I'm going Bucks there, thirty-eight seventeen. You love those big point spreads. I'm going with the Titans, another three and a half point spread, covering against the Dolphins and two and on. Sorry, two and on. The end of the road comes now for the seven-game winning streak. I kind of hope it continues. So it's a hedge either way. I'm, I'm getting on board with the Dolphins, but I think the Titans are going to win. I think they'll cover. Wow. Okay. I didn't expect you to go there with that one because you had the game. Your score was kind of close. Um, all right. My last one, I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Ooh. I just think six and a half is too much. I think they match up well with Green Bay. I'm going to take them to cover the spread, even though I got the Packers winning 24-21. Will not be shocked if the Packers lose. Then let's do it for the first time this year, if not the first time ever, baby. I'm taking the Packers, the other side of a best bet. So one of us is going to be right, and one of us is going to be wrong, and there isn't going to be a push unless they introduce a half-point rule between now and Sunday. So suck it, Sims. Thank you Here very come much. The Packers. I appreciate that. Cheeseheads, Thank baby. You. Who's your Folsom Prison Blues pick? Well, I'm going to go with the Patriots over the Jaguars this yeah, week. That's the too. one I'm picking. Yeah. Are you sure you don't want the Jaguars? Yeah, no, thank you. Sure you sure you don't want the Texans? No, 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 no thank yeah. you. Texans worked for you last week. You sure? You sure? Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be see smart. Ya. Happy New don't Year. Don't be like Chris. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.